Hello and welcome to the Intentional Leaders Podcast. We're on episode 105. You don't need a title to lead. Welcome to Intentional Leaders. This podcast is not just for leaders, rather for anyone who wants to make an impact on the world, professionally or personally. My passion and purpose is to provide tips, tools, and resources that I've learned throughout my career, working with large and small organizations, profit and non, and also as an entrepreneur. I've had the joy to teach thousands of individuals who, like you, are trying to navigate this crazy and complex world. So here's to doing that successfully and intentionally. Today, we're going to talk about leadership in general and all the different ways to think about it, because leading is a verb. It's not a title. And so many people come to my classes hoping to discover the true meaning, the things that they can do or say to become a leader or to become a stronger leader. And I say, hashtag big bummer, because you know what? There is no secret sauce. So many truly intelligent people have been studying this topic over years, decades, hundreds of years in order to come up with one solid theory of leadership. And sadly, there isn't one. And I've been studying leadership for a long time. And what I want to go through with you today are some of the most common leadership theories. And think about your leadership. Think about you leading. And what can you take away from any of these theories? Because although I'm going to go through 10, and I'm going to go through them pretty darn quickly, I think what you'll understand and come to notice is there is no one that captures the essence of what leadership probably means to you in the context of your organization and what you're trying to do. With that said, here are 10 leadership theories. See which ones you know. I'm confident that there are going to be some that are very familiar to you. Number one is the great man theory. Oh, I love this one. <laughs> this was developed by Thomas Carlyle in the 19th century, and he espoused that great leaders are born, not made, and that they come into the world possessing certain characteristics and traits that are not found in all people. And apparently, they're also men. <laughs> but prominent leaders throughout the course of history have been studied that were identified that they were born to lead and that they deserved to do so as a result of their natural ability and talents. This particular theory centers on two main assumptions, that people are born with traits that enable them to rise and lead, and that great leaders can arise when the need for them is great. While I do understand the historical perspective of this particular theory and that it was relatively easy to find public figures that did rise to the occasion and lead effectively in that time in history, and generally speaking, those were men, it is important to note that leadership is in fact learnable and that people do not have to be born with these qualities. They can definitely be learned. Once this idea that leadership was able to be learned, there became a quest for identifying what were the traits that made a great leader great. Thus, traits theory was born. Then researchers were trying to identify what were those most common traits? What were the most important characteristics that made an effective leader? What could we teach people so they could also become great? 
But of course, if I asked you or anybody else in the podcast audience, what are the traits that are most effective and most important? I bet we'd have some differences of opinion and our list would probably be super long. While the trait theory would be wonderful if indeed we could come up with that list, it isn't necessarily realistic. And again, in the context of your organization and what you need to do, it is probably also limiting in terms of its value, especially when it comes to knowing what you should learn and what you should do. So next up was skills theory. Robert Katz came up with the skills theory. And his idea was that there are three main buckets of skills, conceptual skills, technical skills, and human skills. And what he postulated was that those skills were needed differently when you were a supervisor versus a middle manager and versus a top executive, that the combination of technical, human, and conceptual skills would vary over the lifetime of your career. And while I do agree with that, I think, again, it is hard to define all of the conceptual and technical, much less human skills, to make this theory particularly focused for learning and development, which spawned a whole new area of leadership theories, which were about style. And I'm going to share a couple of them about styles theory and how people have thought about leadership style. Robert Blake and Jane Moten were two management theorists in the 60s, and they were studying Exxon Oil at the time, and they came up with something called the managerial grid. And what they identified is that managers had to consider the concern for the people and concern for production, and that that framework would help leaders to identify what was needed and what style to adopt. It was supposed to solve potentially a common dilemma. Should I focus on the tasks or should I focus on the people? And if you had a project to manage, it would also help you to identify between task-oriented activities or people-oriented approaches. But again, you look at something like that and say, well, I probably need both. (laughs) I probably need to have a concern for production and results along with a concern for people. And I think right now in today's work environment, the concern for people is very high. So while this framework says, yeah, those things are all important and that results in different leadership styles, I would also kind of say, well, duh, yes, of course it does. And How is that really helpful to us today? Maybe not so much. Situational leadership was also a styles-based leadership theory, and it was developed by Hersey and Blanchard. And I've talked about this, I think, in a podcast previously. This is tailoring your leadership style based on your followers. So how competent and how committed are your followers, and that you should lead them differently based on that, which I think is still very relevant today. So if you want to go back and check out the Situational Leadership Podcast, that does give us some good insights about how we can lead differently. Again, regardless if we have a title or not, when you think about leadership and leading as a verb. 
The contingency theory was another styles-based leadership theory that was developed by Fred Fielder. And this was in the 60s. And he thought, well, a leader's effectiveness hinges on how well their leadership style matches context. So it was really about thinking, what does the organization need? And then finding the right style fit for what is required or needed, which Again, I think, okay, let's say the military. If you're going into the military and you want to be a leader, should you have some kind of propensity towards following the rules and being confident and showing up clear and respectful and all of those things? Yes. At the same time, can those things be learned by people? So again, I think the contingency theory is saying, try to match the leader to the style requirements and the environment. But I think that's still limiting because we can grow and learn and change. Transactional leadership was about use of power. And I think this is a really interesting one. And I've done, again, podcasts on power and use of power. But this is really all about that leaders have an effect on people through the use of reward and punishment. This goes back to my college days because I was in rehabilitation counseling psychology. And one of my classes was informed a lot by B.F. Skinner. And Skinner was a behavioralist, that it was all about rewards and punishment in terms of shaping behaviors. And the transactional leadership is a little bit about, about that, that teams will obey leaders when they're closely monitored and controlled. That doesn't sound really awesome. Does it? When you think about leadership in today's world, is anyone going to be kind of doling out punishments and rewards and thinking that that really engages and motivates people? Probably not so much. After transactional leadership theory came transformational leadership theory. Transformational leadership is about inspiration and that it takes charisma to influence people and also individual consideration and intellectual stimulation to get to good results. Another leadership theory is called the leader member exchange theory. And that's really about the concept of the relationship between the leader and the people that they are leading. And it evaluates the effectiveness of the relationships and postulates that how that leader interacts with the growth and productivity of each of their followers makes the biggest difference in terms of performance. Unfortunately, what that gets at is personal compatibility and how strong the relationship is. And to me, that boils down to a little bit about that who can you relate to most easily factor, which means this in essence creates uh, in-group and an out-group. And then the last one that I just want to share is the servant leadership. And the concept of the servant leadership goes back so many years, but the term itself was actually first used by Robert Greenleaf in his 1970 essay called The Servant as Leader. The idea behind this theory is that the servant leader is a servant first. It begins with that natural feeling that one wants to serve. Holy smokes, that was 10 leadership theories. Here are the 10. The great man theory, traits theory, Robert Katz's three skills approach theory. There's a style theory called the managerial grid, 
situational leadership, contingency leadership, transactional, transformational, leader member exchange, and servant leadership. You just went through a college course on leadership theories, but why am I sharing all of those? Oh my goodness, there's so much, and there's more. <laughs> that's the that's the crazy part is there's so much more. There's so many people who've been studying this topic for many, many years, trying to identify what is it that makes a leader effective? And what are those characteristics? What are the qualities? What are they doing? My hope for this podcast episode is that you realize no one has defined it in a way that everyone agrees to. Here's what a leader is, and here's how to learn to be a leader. There's no one way, because I believe that leadership is also important based on the organization in which you exist. What are those goals? Um, how connected do you feel to the culture around you, to the organizational mission and to the vision? And I think those things do affect our leadership. There are elements to consider out of all these theories, if you want to have a leadership impact, it is about us it's about our followers, and it's about the impact that you want to have on the results. Each of these theory tries to examine that and tries to highlight how to do this and how to do it well. I continue to think of leadership as a verb. Leading is a verb. The definition that I've been using lately around leadership, and think of this for yourself, and there are three elements of it, and I wish I could find the author of this definition. I do think it's very reflective of the role in both mindset and skill set, and it has three parts. That leadership is the intentional influence over people and activities towards a common vision, mission, and values. And if you think about your own leadership impact, it does not say that this requires a title or a position. If you feel strongly about a vision or a mission and you have strong values and you try to intentionally influence people to move in a certain positive direction, I think that is leadership. All this, of course, means that you have great self-awareness and that you have clarity in terms of the direction and the impact that you're making and that you're doing that in a positively intentional way. Warren Bennis was an American scholar, and he was an organizational consultant and author, and also very widely regarded as a pioneer in contemporary field of leadership studies. But what he said is becoming a leader is synonymous with becoming yourself. It is precisely that simple, and it is also that difficult. And after studying leadership for 30 years, I totally agree, Warren, that the people that are the most effective leaders are very deliberate in their actions, and it rests on a foundation of strong self-awareness. It is difficult to influence people and to guide them in a positive way without clarity about who you are and what your aspirations are, and also knowing the things that are working for you, the things that you need to continue to do to grow and learn and the ability to inspire those around you. So leading is a verb. You don't need a title. Now go do it. And if you want to learn more about leading, the verb, check out our public workshops on our website. Go to www.intentionalleaders.com and check out Learn Online Public Training. You'll see our offerings. You'll learn to lead in an intentional way.